Hold on, let me fold my legs. I think just let me, me fold, fold my laundry. Hold on, let me fold, let my, me fold laundry. my laundry. Can I do it? You know what? It would be so nice to get work done while we're here recording. It wouldn't would. Wouldn't it be, be nice great? if we if were younger, younger and we wouldn't and have we wouldn't to look have so, to old. so old? Do you think that's my guy? Wait, let me look. I don't think that's your guy. But here's the thing. <laughs> what if he's really rich and really funny? Um, I... It still wouldn't I'm, be your guy? I don't... If he's really... I don't I don't know if I... I, I don't know if rich is my qualification on really? this guy. Do you hmm. think it's my qualification? You I don't know. You just want me to be with just, someone rich. I'm with somebody poor, so now I, I just am trying to get <laughs> you to not do that. Not saying I, I made a mistake, like but. <laughs> I'm looking. I have. I'm I, I, I'm not saying I made a mistake. I'm not saying I made a mistake, <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. Life would be easier. Life, Life would be easier. easier if I was rich. Can I tell but you? Would it be as joyful? Maybe not. Uh, yo, yeah, it would. I actually, I just had this conversation with someone. <laughs> I was would. like, "No, money does buy you happiness." It's so weird. People say it doesn't. It a hundred percent does. <laughs> um, speaking of, um, you know how I'm like working on applying for grad school right now? Yes, um, you really need to go to therapy in order to grad. You have to go to therapy. That's not true. What I did need to do is try to write these personal statements, and they're really <gasps> embarrassing and hard to write and make you feel. Do you want me to help editing them? Do you want I can't me to take a look at no, them. No, here's the thing: I can't actually show them to anybody except the institution. I just, um, I'm too. <laughs> I actually know exactly what it, you're I'm talking very about. Very ashamed I by know it. Exactly. It's like me at my most embarrassing is writing you a personal statement. Like me trying to sell myself to these institutions is so embarrassing because I'm like pitching me and you have to say like a lot of complimentary things about yourself and your history and like also you have to seem smart and seem brave and seem like a good person and there's all these things. all those things. Relax. What I I would say. You are. Okay. So I'm doing it and it makes me turn red it makes me like itchy it makes me basically it makes me I'm allergic to doing it it's giving me hives yeah and when I do what I get so embarrassed and weird feeling and I feel so dumb that I have to stop and like do really dumb things on the computer where I'll be like you know what I should get on Airbnb instead you know what I should go shopping instead and I just like hop on a meaningless website and I try to run away from typing these and what happened to me the other day as I was doing that and I jumped on like Facebook and there was an ad that was like for anthropology that was like we're having our end of the season sale and it's um, 80% Quinn, off. Quinn, I saw this. Quinn, I fucking saw this. Want to know why? Because you used Truly Directly Critically's email to make this order and I got a notification from anthropology and it was like Matt McCroskey and I was like what the fuck is going on and I was like Quinn uses so that she could get extra 15% off of free shipping or some shit and I was worried someone stole my identity for a minute anyway that's that well that's not the whole story (laughs) 
So Tell was, me more. Okay. So I was like, this is a really good sale, like a really, really good sale. And I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff because actually I'm going to buy some of it to resell it because some of it is so cheap and it's things that are undeniably worth more like Nisolo leather shoes or something, you know, or like a leather backpack. And I, I was like, you know what? I can sell this for even like 50 bucks more than this. Da da da. So I was like, I'm going to buy a few things and I like buy it. And then when I get the email that you saw and I look closer at the email, I then look at the email address of who sent it. And it's not from anthropology. It's from like anthropology.shop or something. And then I go investigate further and like Google the email. It's it's a fraud. Like the whole thing's a fraud. And I like gave them my (gasps) credit card and bought like $100 worth of stuff. Thank God, not more than that. But I bought $100 worth of stuff and it's not not them at all. And so I like go into, I'm doing these applications and it's really, it's doubly embarrassing because to Matt, he'd been like trying to talk to me all day and I was like, don't talk to me. I'm really trying to do this application. (laughs) And then in the middle of the day, I have to be like, Matt, I just actually was not doing the application. I lied to you and I was shopping and I was shopping at a fraudulent fake site that I visited via Facebook that looked like anthropology, was posing as anthropology, was not anthropology. And now I have to cancel our credit card. (laughs) So then I get on the phone and cancel the credit card. So we have to get new credit cards. And then I like call to also dispute the charge and they're like, well, did they write you an email that said you ordered things? And I'm like, yes. And you're like, and you gave them the credit card. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, then you have to wait till they either don't send you anything or send you the weird plastic stuff that's posing as the stuff you ordered, whatever it might be. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But I can't even dispute the charge till one of those things happens. So I have like two weeks to wait or something. And then I have to call back to either be like, but <laughs> either way, it was just like, I was doing this because I felt stupid and then it made me feel really Quinn. good where I was like, I you got should, all this that stuff That should on be sale. your personal statement essay. This should be it. <laughs> this actually should be it. I think any school would be like, got to let this I don't think they'll let me in. If not, you'll give them a good chuckle. And I think that <laughs> counts for counts. something. And that's, Quinn, if you're not going into social work to make people laugh, then what are you doing? <laughs> then actually, what the fuck are you doing? Because that's not the point here. That is not the point. Quinn. Quinn. Dang it, Ray. Okay. Oh, God. Quinn, I'm so happy. I know you, like, can't tell anyone, but, like, <sighs> if you need, like, to chat it out loud and just, like, talk I'm about it. I'm sweating so much just telling you that story. Oh, Thank God. you for telling me that story. And I think that anyone would ha- – that would happen to anyone. And, by the way, anytime I don't you have to write a bragging. I felt so stupid. Like, I even sent the don't. link to a friend and then really quickly had to be like, don't open that link and I'm really sorry I sent it and it's fake and don't look at how fake it is because you'll judge me Quinn. for thinking it was real. Oh, God. Oh, Quinn, God. it happened to Matt, too. Remember when Matt, like – It's Matt. Like, That's so stupid. Either way, it happens to the best of us. And you as an elderly person, you are an easy target. <laughs> and it's important. Quinn, I mean that. It, they I targeting mean it. people You're like really you. Okay? Old. You're so old. And I, wa- I want you to feel better. 
So I just want you to know, okay? And by the way, because it's the dark times, you're listening to Truly. Darkly. Greenly. I'm Quinlan Posner. I'm young Carrie Epelman. Young and beautiful. So smart. So tech savvy. Never taken by a scam. That's and not she's true. the blonde I've been taken one. By a scam. What the fuck? Can you believe? Can you believe we're really testing stereotypes here? No, I've been taken by a scam. What's a scam? Acting school? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. Joining this podcast? This scam podcast? Just Uh-oh. kidding. No. We're so not a scam podcast. And I'll tell you why we're not a scam podcast. Because we actually have Patreons to thank. Not just in words, not just in actions, but through music, through song. And we'd like to share them with you right about now. Quinn, do you want to introduce the first one? Margaret, Margaret, you're going to go far and not regret <laughs> it. It Because That's good. you're Margaret. Margaret. Um, Kylie F, Kylie F, I love you, Kylie F. You have a fun name and not because it starts with an F. Your name is Kylie, like Minogue. We love you, Kylie. You're a pop star. Go rogue. Woo. Kylie F. Mel G, Mel G, what does it mean to me? It could mean Mel Gibson, but I bet you don't hate Jews. It could mean Mel G, wasn't that a Spice Girl, is that you? It's Mel C and Mel B, but Mel G is was the next one and they just missed her because Mel B and Dang Mel C it. both said yes. Close call. We got Sarah G, Sarah G, What's your last name is the same as Mel before we don't know why. It's Sarah G, standing for Groot. <laughs> Sarah G, do you work for anthropology? Can you get or me Or are you a, a scam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, true crimes everywhere, folks. True All crimes are over right. my um, face Quint, and my body. I want to send you, I wanna send you um, our final Airbnb because I know you want to look at it in Portugal. I Can do. Can I send it to you? Yeah, please. It's, I think, the, we're going to either stay there for four, three or four nights. But it has one qualification that we needed. Mm. And let's see if you can guess a bidet. what it is that it, no, better. Oh. Well, basically a full body bidet. Oh, a hot tub. A oh. hot tub. Great. And a pool. Wow. You deserve it. I'm really proud of you for standing up for what you believe in and saving your money and not spending it on scams. What do you think of how shiny my nose is on Zoom? I actually was perfectly centered like that. I really love it. You look like. Do you put highlighter on your face? Because truly, I told you I'm sweating. I'm like so shiny. Like it looks like I buffed my face before coming on here. Too shiny. When I put on makeup, when I put on makeup, I put on a little highlight in my cheeks. And I put it on my nose because it sort of makes your nose look smaller. And anytime we're on Zoom, I'm like, is Quinn wearing highlighter? Because you have like a perfect little little dot on your nose. Like you're like a a sexy Instagram model Rudolph. Oh, wow. This is beautiful. This is so beautiful. Oh, my God. Oh, the air. I thought you were talking about me. No, the Airbnb. No. Um, I'm not looking at us. I'm looking at the Airbnb and I just... I Except also like some of the artistic room. choices, like taking a picture through like a mirror. <laughs> so fucking weird. Some of them are wild. Some of them are really wild. Wow, this is sexy. You really have become a lesbian. This is gorgeous. Okay, 
<laughs> love. I so wish I could be there with you. Um, I invite I you to all my too. vacations. I don't know what I've done. I and invited not you here. Did I you? invited you. Hmm. Yeah, all right. I always say you're welcome to come whenever. <laughs> Have I invited you? All right, I believe. No, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. I don't know if I did or not. I'm gonna double up to accept the lie, but I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna double buff up. my nose a little more and then tell you a story. Queen, but let me just make I'm sure this so is conf- extra shiny. I'm so conf- <laughs> How's that? <laughs> it's still so shiny. I don't understand how it's that shiny. Is, is it like the people- camera? No, I think it's the light from your. It's like wild, you guys. I can't even tell you. It's like it's like a perfect little sparkle. Wait, should like, I do pictures a- so we can show them? Wait, hold on. Let me get my hair looking cute. Oh, yeah. You better look cute for this picture of my shiny, <laughs> shiny nose. <laughs> yep. Quinlan, um, the white the nose way, reindeer. I do, by the way, I do think we should maybe talk about doing Riverside. Well, we will. Don't you think we should do it? Because with the video, my video sure. got a lot of really nice uh, traction. <gasps> Your video blew up the internet. I was like, Carrie's blowing up. <laughs> I was like, first it was Kim and now Carrie. This is insane. <laughs> it was just me. It was so funny. I was like, should I retweet this story? And and I played it for KK and Casey. And they were like, Carrie, why don't you take your own advice and do it? <laughs> because I was looking at the video like a fucking fool. So that was fun. You. There was a lot of fun traction. Yeah, people were posting about it. That was very fun. That was really cool. Lots of comments. I guess I'm lots famous. of people loving. I, I mean, I guess I'm that's famous. what it took. That's what it took. So Going I guess on. we should do Riverside. All right. Oh my god. Oh yeah. My god. Well, here's my the thing. Legs. We're gonna do Riverside, and here's the thing. We're never gonna do what she does. We're never gonna take a section of our video, figure out how to make it cute, and put it online. So why I'm do Riverside? <laughs> I'm actually gonna figure it out. Okay, I'm figure out because I can. Because that's the thing is, if I she's coming back to New go, York and she needs a project. Riverside I been working for paperless is posts. the project. I've been a mess. All right. No, I think if I do, I think if we do, because I think if we have like fun, our inside jokes or something that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Like our fun little bits that could gain traction. Are you saying fun. I have to start wearing lipstick filters again, Quinn? If you have to do lipstick filters, it's on Riverside. We're not gonna have it. Oh, God, you're right. Well, I got to get this shine out of here. I can't go on Riverside with this shine. Fuck. For those not in the know, Riverside is a visual medium as well as audio. And it means that we could take snippets of this and publish them in a video manner. which Format on the social media, which would be great for us, I think, actually. (sighs) All right. Phone in. Tell us what you think. I'm going to tell you guys a story about... (laughs) The death of Casey Nicole. Last week I did a death of somebody. This week I'm doing a death. This We're a one true crime is podcast. What we did can't... you fucking expect? You're and you're Don't mad yell about at it. Them. Really? Don't yell Get at them. out of Quinn. here. Oh, Quinn, we need them. Don't right. yell at. Them. Please stay. Please. <laughs> I got this information from New York Times, a really good article by Katie Hafner, USA Today, and a Guardian article by Bobby Johnson. Sorry, USA Today. I didn't write the author. Must have not been too impressed okay uh let's set the scene it's the late 90s where blogs are popping off okay Ooh, we got a zango we got a myspace facebook yep. is a little twinkle in mark zimmerman's mind is that Zuckerberg? His name? 
that's it. It's Robert Zimmerman as <laughs> Bob Dylan. Hey. Robert, it's it's something's it's Fred Zuckerman. What's his name? <laughs> Mark Zuckerman. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so on collegeclub.com, there is a high school basketball player named Casey Nicole who is writing an online journal, and people are digging it. She's cute, she's fun, she's happy, she's got some wisdom. I, I didn't read it, so I'm like very <laughs> general. I'm gonna give you a lot of generalizations. Um, but this a lot is the of general people, podcast. Yeah, people like her. They're chatting with her. People are, you know, reaching out through email or they're calling her. I don't know. Pe- people like her, okay? And a guy, a fiction writer, in fact, that lives in Hong Kong, meets Casey on another site, a webcam site. I don't know what a webcam site is. They didn't meet face to face. I don't think it's, yeah, a webcam site, I think, is what it, I think a web, is it It was corny? called citizenx.com. I don't know what that I is. I think it's also like, don't you remember doing like chat roulette? No, I'm too Do you old. know what chat roulette is? Uh, no. You don't know what chat roulette is? Oh my God, no. Quinn, I, I'm so sorry. We need to take a break in this. Chat roulette is when you would go on your webcam and you'd refresh and you'd meet like a new person. And usually when you were me, it was done at a sleepover and you'd refresh and usually you just eventually would see a dick. Oh, it was just God. like a no, randomizing. I never did that. Wow. It's, it was horrifying. It would be so up your alley though. <laughs> yeah, you Hear know me that all, I, all I do is sit at home looking for dicks. Like there's not enough, enough boys over, over this fucking you have, house. Yeah, <laughs> you have enough for you. But I'm saying this is like it's it's like my friends would always do it for pranking people. Like it was a fun. Like you could like oh, do weird things. It's like um totally. But okay. again, there's a lot of dicks like, trick on people. Chat yeah. Well, but it's also a way for people to meet people. She meets this guy, they become friends, and no sooner does she meet him, and in 2000, she's like. I have leukemia and oh. it's in yeah and but it's in remission and then he's like great news but then she's like psych it's back this guy Randall that's met her is like do you want me to help you set up a blog where you can write about this struggle of yours and like having cancer and she's like that would be great I'd love that Randall thanks so much so they create living colors in August of 2000 and it's her blog she writes about having cancer she does poetry and a lot of the readers on this blog totally fall for her and are like this this young woman this brave teenager that is probably going to die because she has terminal leukemia um I love her I'm going to send her a present um I'm going to like write to her to feel inspired about my own life. And she's writing every day unless she's too sick to write. And then her mom, Debbie, steps in and writes for her. But like the first entry, just to give you um, a flavor flav, is I'm beginning a new exciting journey into my survival. I want to win. I'll fight to the finish. Very teenage. Um, but a little trite, but you know, she's a teenager. Totally. Exactly. Uh, but is it more or wait, is it more or less trite than your um, personal statement? <laughs> Equal. I, I, that, I actually <laughs> took that as a pull quote and put it in mine. 
<laughs> so people are reading this blog. It be like people are reading this blog, to be clear, all over the fucking world. And millions of people are reading it because I guess that's what we did back in the day. It's weird for me to think about. Um, and there is a registered nurse in Tom's River, New Jersey, named Jim McCormick. And he talks to her a lot and he gets suspicious of her because he's like, I'm a nurse and I know things and things ha would happen that didn't track for me, like that she blew a hepatic artery and didn't go into the ICU. And I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And also the guy that runs oh, no. one of the blogs she's on, collegeclub.com, because she's on it all the time and she would sometimes help with things, he was like, do you want a paid position? Like she's a teenager. And she's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'd rather do it for no money. And he was just kind of like, that is weird. April 2001, she goes on and is like, my liver's failing. And Randall freaks out because they've now been friends for a long time and talked on the phone. He's talked to her. He's talked to her mom. Like he's it's mm -hmm. not like creepy. It's sweet. And he wants to go visit her. And he's like, I want to come see you. And she's like, yeah, actually, that would be really great. I'd love to meet you in person. But because things have kind of turned for the worse, I'm actually going to drive with my mom to Florida to visit a friend and see the ocean probably one last time. Uh, so he's going to make this trip, though, to see her. But then he gets a call in May. And it's from Debbie, the mom. And she's like, Casey died. She had an aneurysm. So he helps to post that information on the blog to let mm -hmm. everybody know. And the mom posts, thank you for the love, the joy, the laughter, and the tears. We shall love you always and forever. And everyone is mourning this girl. And right. like I told you, they had been sending her things. like they, And so they're like, what is there going to be like a memorial? And the mom's like, actually, there already was one. And she was already cremated. And it's over. Like, and they were like, whoa, that was crazy fast. Is there a place we could send like these flowers or these cards that make sense for you? And she was like, no. So like, there's just like, it was weird. I think that people just like were looking for closure because they felt really connected. Mm -hmm. But in addition to these people I already mentioned having their blink go off, there's a freelance writer and blogger, Sandra Mitchell, who's 27 years old, and she lives in Indianapolis. And she's like, something's really not right here. She was cremated so fucking fast after dying. And I'm looking into everything that's ever been posted, and there's just weird stuff that doesn't stack up as far as the backstory of her cancer. I also, when I look at how her mom writes versus how she writes, there's weird similarities, like same misspellings. It's like a Robert Durst, Beverly situation where we're mm -hmm. like, wait, you misspelled that word and you misspelled it the same way, which could happen if your mom misspells a word that you also do. Um, but they also have identical misconceptions about her disease. So like one of them will say something that's totally wrong and can't be right. And the other will say the same thing where it's like, yeah, what's going on here? Do you just have like bad doctors does that even happen when you have leukemia i don't know um listen there's bad doctors everywhere everywhere bless everywhere. god bless them everyone god bless them it's it's a great equalizer doctors we all without have a bad diplomas. doctor experience doctors without diplomas not to be confused with doctors without borders yes uh so other people are riding this wave people are doing their own armchair research and they start to try to find any kind of obit 
Uh, Mm -hmm. And there was like a town she presumably lived in. They're looking for it there and they cannot find it. Then they're, you know, they're just sort of tracking. Did anybody ever, you know, talk to her in person? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to her. Well, I talked to her on the phone. And so they're like, okay, no one ever met her. Um, Oh, and then they start looking into like the back end stuff where they get people that understand computers to help them and are like, she logged into her account three days after she died. That seems weird. Wait a minute. What's her IP address that she had been writing these from? Oh, it's in a different town than she said she was from. It's in Peabody, Kansas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Debbie Mm -hmm. Swenson, the mom, in May, is feeling the heat, who is still alive. And she calls Randall and she's like, listen, here's the deal. Casey was not my own child. That was a lie. Her real name was Catherine Marie, and she was an unwanted child of my sister's. I brought her up, but I really don't want you to tell all these people this, but I need you to get them off my back because, like, I'm trying to protect her privacy. This is who she wanted people to think of her as, so I just need you to, like, get them to back off. And so – and he – has been being accused by people as inventing her because he was such a supporter. And now he's coming forward again to like defend her. And he's, you know, because he helped start this blog, all this stuff. And he's like, this was a really real person. So you guys are being really insensitive. You guys Um, are being sort of dicks. Yes. That's what he said. But the investigation does not stop. The people that are like have sniffed a culprit are continuing to sniff it out because the things that the mom just said, as you can tell, they don't actually answer the questions that mm-hmm. I posed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of like, yes, there is a lie. It's this. And it's like, oh, OK, cool. Wait a minute. That doesn't explain all the things I just presented. So realizing it's only a matter of time because they just don't stop. Debbie Swenson emails finally Randall and is like, okay, she's fake. It's not a real person. I made her up based on everyone I've ever known that had cancer. Like it's just was a cancer collage of people from my life, but it was all real facts, but it was like these things that, that I made up and put her online. And he is devastated. He says, I lost Casey when she died and I lost her again when I realized she was a yeah. phantom. Yeah. And he has to post on the blog and be like, guys, Casey never existed. People are pissed. People really, really felt connected with Rightfully her. Rightfully so. Yeah, of course. Lying it's about a cancer, lying about a person existing. Yes. Um, Randall also, just so you know, spent like all his money, not all his money. It wasn't like a ton of money, but it was his money like to do the site. It was a bunch of his time. Imagine like he was on the phone with who he thought was Casey helping her like post a poem or a video and then like later being like, oh, that wasn't her. It was her mom. And he talks about how weird it was because he talked to both of them on the phone all the time. Sometimes like they'd switch like I'm talking to the daughter. Oh now I'm God. talking to the mom. And to be like, that was one person. It was and like I a Mrs. spoke Doubt to her situation. every day. Ugh. And he says sometimes I don't know what to think about this, but he's like, sometimes I spoke to them both at the same time. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. It was like a pie in the face. Hello. And yes. her brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So, wow, the sleuths don't stop there because her just coming for him coming forward and being like, yeah, it's not real. They're like, we want to know more. So they're looking at the photos online and they're like, they are not originals. They're digitally altered. So they 
get through whatever like Photoshop wall to figure out the original and are like, this is a picture of a girl playing basketball and there's a lion's head on the floor. Okay, we're going to find the team. Okay, we found it. It's the Lady Lions from a high school in Oklahoma. Then they go into this high school and look through the roster to find who who is a number 10 jersey every year. And they find a student named Julie Fulbright who plays basketball um, and goes to Southern Nazarene University in Bethany, Oklahoma. She doesn't have cancer. She's never had cancer. She has once met the Swensons and... She doesn't know anything about this hoax. So she's oh like being shown this and it's her picture being used to be like, you are this the face of this fake person that had cancer. Oh and Debbie Swenson calls her to apologize. And what the OG story is, like what the what had transpired apparently is that in 1998, Debbie's real daughter, whose name is Kelly Burke, is in middle school and makes a fake person online. So you're talking about being in middle school, going on these sites and doing pranks. I I didn't do exactly that, but I did do that. Like we were all messing with online. We were all seeing how internet and phones could be manipulated when we're that age and like figuring out how to play pranks. So she and her group of friends made this girl up. It was like a pretend thing and they did a pretend web page for her and they used photos of this high school girl that was from their town but nothing was malicious behind it and they didn't like do a bunch they just like made a fake girl because I think when you're in middle school too you're like wouldn't it be cool if we were this pretty girl and we played basketball and we were in high school like it's really really innocent but Debbie saw what they had done and she is the one that took those like beginnings and turned and it into, it this into this totally fucked up thing. And she went to Julie in person and was like, I'm making a scrapbook for graduation. Can I have some photos of you? And legit did this horrible no. thing. Yes. Yes. So she like met her mark, which is weirdly darker to yes me. and like it being a mom like you just would never it's be so a high personal. schooler and have a mom be like I'm scrapbooking and think like they're doing like a weird cancer catfish mind fuck game online but when you go back and look at the blog you're like weird she spells things wrong that her mom also spells wrong like I said or, or has misconceptions about but weirder still was like if she's supposed to be a high schooler, why is she constantly like quoting lyrics from the 60s and 70s? Like maybe that's her type of music, but there were some signs that were there. And when everybody's like, Debbie, why did you do this? She's like, oh, I wasn't trying to hurt anybody. And I, I was just so surprised that that people even read it. But the, this is what she said. The whole idea of an online journal is to write what you want to write. I wanted it to be something positive. And so I think this idea of like her overcoming cancer, the overcoming cancer was the positivity. And then I think when she was done playing the game, she had to kill her. But it's like, your definition of positive. She has Munchausen's by proxy internet scam. That's what they said. Munchausen's by internet was what that was like the the term coined when this happened. And the FBI is like, well, we looked into it. How do we do? I mean. Identity theft. She could get charged for identity theft, right? What happened was they were, first of all, they were looking at like, did she do it for gain? And they were like, the gifts that she got, like what it amounted to, 
it's not a dollar amount that the FBI is going to fucking care about. It's like well below the threshold for whatever would merit a financial crime. So, yeah, I don't think they had anything left they could actually press charges for because it wasn't identity theft. She wasn't using the girl's name. I don't, you know, there wasn't anything that she got charged for except everyone was pissed at her. And she was like, I'm really sorry, but I also think that this did you guys some good. Okay, she said a lot of people have problems. I know I helped a lot of people in different ways. Oh, my God. Just so classic for someone that's fucking clueless to still be like, I don't know. Was it that bad I did it? (laughs) I don't know, but it was kind of fun, right, guys? We had fun. We had fun, didn't we? That was fun. That was fun when we did that, right? Yeah. Uh, Holy shit. I mean, I'm glad no, I'd much rather a Munchausen by internet as opposed to a Munchausen by person because the Munchausen by proxy like actually hurts someone. So like the Munchausen by internet, it feels like it, it feels like it physically hurts less people, but like it's so gross you and manipulative and really sick. Totally. And I think that what you just said, so so I read some article where this woman was weighing in on it and she was a bereavement counselor that got um, romantically involved with uh a Munchausen's person that she met um, in an online support group and, you know, pretending to go through things. And what she said was, this is emotional rape because I wouldn't have felt the feelings I felt or sympathized or gone through all of what I went through if it was fake and finding out it was fake. It it invalidates all those things. And it, it, it feels like the pretense should be a crime and it's even worse that it's not you know um but well, if you haven't the listened pers- the fact that this person is doubled down is wild that's um, not like i helped a lot of people that is insane that ugh. after getting busted and not just being apologetic i mean how clueless do you have to be but it did um i wanted to tell people that i did also this summer listen to scamanda the podcast and if you haven't listened to that it's a really good podcast um and yeah, if, you, if these kind the of stories stuff. interest you, go for it. Give it a listen. That's an incredible story. Thank you. And I'm so glad that young girl did not die. So I feel like that is That's always a happy like ending. Very, I mean, that is a happy ending. I will take that. Um, yeah, what you couldn't see since it's not a visual medium is I introduced the story as the death of Casey Nicole, but I did have quotes around the word death. Yeah, and it, w- it was a wink. Yeah. It was a wink and, and a-, a winky face. But like a with a gorgeous highlighted nose, which is yeah. with a stunning highlighted yes. nose. <laughs> okay. I got this information from 17 Real Girls, Real Life Stories, 17 Magazine. Don't call it a comeback. Just call it two of 20. Just call it I'm Carrie's Day at story. the Beach. Carrie's Day at the Beach. I'm going to, every time I do a story, I'm going to think, I remember that beautiful cliffy beach in the Algarve Coast. Um, I got it from Wikipedia, FBI.gov, Western Mass News, and Fox. I'm talking Maura Murray. Maura Murray is 21 years old, and she is a junior. She's studying nursing at University of Massachusetts at Amherst. A little bit about her. She's kind. She's got some signature dimples on her cheeks, and she has a beautiful smile. So when I describe someone as like that, you know shit's about to get real because mm-hmm. it's 7.30 p.m. February 9th, 2004. Not your birthday, but you share, it's your birthday month. Wow. Maura is driving. 
close. I no, mean, doing... yeah, I'm just like unmerited. But yes, that is my birthday month. I'm not one of those I horrible it. people that calls their birthday month their birthday month. But thank you. Well, did you did you just call me a horrible person? No, no, that's not because I, I don't said. do it about my month. I do it about your month. You're a very giving it's person. More, I'm giving. So it's February birthday month, and Mora is driving her 1996 Saturn around a curve on Route 112 in Haverville, New Hampshire, and she misses the curve. Her car skids. She lands in the nearby woods, forest, whatever you want to call it. What's the difference between the woods and a forest? Mm, uh, mm, ooh, none. None. Great. Semantics. So she... So she misses the curve. She runs her car off into the woods slash forest, and she narrowly misses a tree. The car is wrecked, but she's seemingly safe. It is cold outside. It is 12 degrees Fahrenheit. That's cold. And about five minutes after this accident, a bus drives by, sees her car. It's driven by this guy, Butch Atwood, which I just love his name, and he sees what's going on. He lives nearby. He pulls over his bus and he stops to check in on her. I think like anyone would do. Um, and he sees her and she's shaken up. Um, but she's seemingly okay. There's no blood anywhere that he notices. Um, and he asks, oh, have you called AAA? And she's like, I already called it. No need to call them. And he's like, do you want me to call the police? And she's like, no need to call it. I already got it handled. Whoa, that was crazy. Um, and he then sits there and he's like, it's really cold. I live, you know, not far away. Would you like to come with me um, while you wait for the police? And she's either she's freaked out at the fact that this guy is like a big guy. He's got a beard. He's a dude. And maybe she's trusting her blank in the moment. And she says no, but she's going to wait there for the police. And there's no really cell phone reception around. So he can't like double check and call the police right there on his phone. So he gets in his bus, he goes home. And as soon as he gets home, he calls the police himself to report the accident. Because when he stopped to talk to her, he also noticed a little bit of a smell. Okay. It smells a little bit like alcohol. Yeah. Um, and so he's a little suspicious if she's drunk. Um, but he's just 100 yards away. So he goes to his cab and he calls the police just to make sure that somebody is there and there's a report and all that good stuff. But again, she's seemingly okay. 15 minutes later, the police roll up on the car and the car is still there. It is wrecked. The radiator is wrecked. But Mora is gone. Okay. Gone. In the car, they do find an open bottle of sky blue malt. There is a suitcase with her clothes. There is a um, there is a diamond necklace that her boyfriend gave her. There is a stuffed monkey. They find two textbooks and another book called Not Without Peril, which is an account of people who died while climbing New Hampshire's Mount Washington. Um, and it's bookmarked at a chapter titled A Question of Life and Death. So... Just like kind of a weird hodgepodge of things. It's a hodgepodge. Um, missing is her credit card, her debit card, and her cell phone. Now, right. just a little bit Because if you of were going to walk away from that accident, those are the things you would bring. Those are the things you would take. Um, but when I say she's gone, she's gone. They can't Wiped find her Wiped off the anywhere. face of the earth. A little bit about her. Um Mora is a really smart girl. She actually graduated her high school class fourth 
in her class. She got a 1420 on her SAT. I don't remember, but I think that's really darn good. She actually enrolled in the U.S. Military Academy at West Point until 2003 when she transferred to University of Massachusetts to pursue nursing. As her parents say, it's like she she decided she didn't want to kill people. She wanted to save people. But she was also known as just an overachiever in high school. She excelled academically as well as athletically. Um, in high school, she ran a five-minute mile. Um, but the last couple of months, she's been acting a little fishy. Um let me go back a little in time. Mm-hmm. This accident happens February 2004. We're going to go back to November 2003. It's three months before she disappears. And um, at this point, she admits that she stole a credit card and she was using it to order food from a bunch of different restaurants, which again, like if you look at her, she's kind that of- That sounds like drugs, like, if I can be honest. Yeah. I mean, it just- Just when there's, there's such a shift in behavior. Totally. Um, and the charge was continued, which is a thing I think that happens in, in the legal system where I think they're like, this is out of character. It's not that big of a deal. We're not going to take you to court, but we're going to see if this if this behavior goes on, we're going to charge you. But if not, we're just going to dismiss it in three months for good behavior. I think it's like a nice little caveat for people who maybe are going through some like maybe psychosis or something like that. Now, the ninth is when she went missing. We're going to go back to February 5th, which is four days before the accident. So she's working her night job. She is working at a security desk in her dorm, and she gets a call or she calls her older sister. Now, she speaks to her sister, and according to the call, her sister is telling her that she's having some issues with her fiancé. Um, so Mora offers advice, something to the extent of like, he's a nice guy. You love each other. It'll all work out. But after the call, Maura hangs up and suddenly bursts into tears. Oh, like what? suddenly. Um, and her coworker is super confused of why Maura is crying after this call. Um, and Maura wouldn't say why. What I found out in another article is that apparently um, when Maura was talking to her sister, her sister is a recovering alcoholic and she was just discharged from rehab. And that evening, her fiance takes her to a liquor store, which causes a breakdown in the relationship, which when I found that out, that made sense to me why Maura was crying. Yeah. If her sister is someone who is having um, some difficulty and her fiance is then taking her to a liquor store after she gets out of rehab, it doesn't totally make sense to me. Okay. So those are some like sort of strange moments that just seem incongruous with who she is or what she's all about. But we're going to fast. We're going to go forward a couple more days to February 7th. On February 7th, Maura's dad comes down to Amherst because he's going to help her buy a car. And listen, I don't care how old you are. It's nice to have a parent come when you're doing a big financial purchase. If you have that relationship with your parent. I know for me, if I want to buy a car, mom and dad, they're coming with me. I gotta. I just gotta. So he's coming down. They're looking at cars. They're going to car dealerships all day. It's the 7th of February, and the two of them decide to go out to get din- to get dinner. It's exhausting, test driving cars. They get a couple of salads, um, and then Mora drives his car to drop her dad off at the motel or hotel that he's staying at, and then she's like, listen, I'm going to go back to a party at my dorm room. So she drops, he, she uses his car, drops him off at the hotel, takes the car back to the dorm room at around 10 o'clock mm-hmm. in the evening, and she 
she's going to the party at the dorm. She's hanging out with her friends. They're hanging out. They're drinking. And Mora's drinking that sky malt, sky blue malt beverage and red wine. Um, and while they're drinking, her friends clock Mora starts talking about taking the car back to her dad that night which doesn't make any sense. The plan, again, was for her to drop her dad off, take the car back to the dorm, and then pick him up the next morning. Mm -hmm. But she's drinking, and they're drinking more and more, and she keeps mentioning that she wants to return the car to her dad that evening on February 7th. And her friends are really confused at this behavior. It's not like she's a big partier. She's not a big drinker. She's not going to take the car back. That's wild. Right. Um, It's 2.30 in the morning, And she leaves her friend's room and she tells them, I'm going to go sleep in my dorm. But instead, she gets in her car and she drives to the hotel. While driving to the hotel, it's 2.30 in the morning. She's pretty drunk, I guess. On the highway, the car jumps the embankment and Mm -hmm. it hits the guardrail. The radiator on the front of the car collapses, but she's okay. She calls AAA. So she did Apparently call. This, she did call in this way. This is two days before the accident. Oh, oh this is two I'm days sorry. before. I this is we a, were at the accident. No, this is another accident that happened oh, two God. days after her, okay. before her, two days before her disappearance. Jesus. The fuck? So this is, <laughs> yeah, really strange, really strange stuff. So the police show up. They clock the damage, which we're going to find out is about $10,000 worth of damage on this car. Sheesh. The police show up. They write a report, but they do not give her a ticket. Okay. There is no evidence of them performing a field sobriety test. Maybe they think she learned her lesson. Maybe they're cutting her a break. She's a college student. She's 20 years old. She's 21 years old. I don't know what their reasoning is, Mm -hmm. but they let her go. She has dropped off at her dad's hotel. Um, And what we do know is at 449 on February 8th, she calls her boyfriend from her dad's phone, but we don't know what's said. Mm -hmm. The next morning, the February 8th, she tells her dad, who's pretty upset, and she's crying. um, And I think he sees his daughter in distress, and he says, don't worry, we'll fix it. I think he finds out that insurance will cover this. Um, And he drops her off at her dorm at two o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. on February 8th. I have to cross my legs. Hold on. Oh, God, my back. I got to get a comfortable. I got to get something comfortable when we're recording these. Okay. Then we are on the day of the accident, the final accident, February 9th, your birthday month. I'm going to give you a, what we know of her events that day. Okay. It is one o'clock in the afternoon. And we know she sends an email to her boyfriend that says, I love you more, stud. I got your messages, but honestly, I didn't feel like talking to much of anyone. I promised to call today, though. Love you. Then at 124, she writes a letter to her boss saying that she has had a death in the family or there's a family emergency of sorts, and she's going to be out of town for a week and won't be at work. Her family cannot confirm a death in the family or a family emergency. Right. We also know that she looked up some information about Stowe Mountain. She also printed instructions to Burlington, Vermont, which 
coincidentally enough, is in the opposite direction of where she would eventually crash. The things she packed in her car with her were birth control. Um, I'm sorry, the, the stuff she booked, like I said, what was found in her car, the two textbooks, the book, um, a stuffed monkey, a diamond necklace her boyfriend brought her. Um, but in addition, she also included birth control, which I'm including that because that feels like foresight. That feels like there's no wanting suicide. to survive. Yeah, 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 it feels like there's a yearning for something. She leaves her dorm. She goes to the ATM or the bank, and she takes out $280, which is nearly all of her cash in her account. Mm-hmm. She then goes to the liquor store and she spends about $40 um, with buying the sky blue malt mm-hmm. and the bottle of wine. And that's at about 3.30 or 4.30. There were some conflicting articles. But at this point, she gets in her car and she drives off campus. And what's important is classes were canceled that day because of a snowstorm. Then fast forward to this crash that happened on Route 112 in in Haverville, New Hampshire, which again is the opposite direction of where she had printed off instructions to. We do know she never called AAA, mm-hmm. even though she told the bus driver that she did. When the police arrived, they searched high and low for her. They then called her family to inform them of the accident and say, we don't know where she is. Her dad immediately drives down to New Hampshire. He gets a hotel room and he starts an active search for her. Mm -hmm. Her family, her boyfriend, friends, they're all searching for her. We have some, quote, alleged sightings, which I know are not that exciting because we know eyewitness accounts are very vague. But Mm -hmm. on February 9th, the night of the accident, at around 8, 8.30, Um, someone says he saw a young person walking about four or five miles away from the accident. Um, They introduce search dogs into the the search, and the dogs track her scent about 100 yards away, um, and then it stops. So they assume maybe someone might have picked her up, Mm -hmm. and so they start to print all these flyers. They print about 15,000 flyers with her info on, with with her information on it, and they pass it out in a 50-mile radius of where the accident occurred. Still no mora. Her parents believe, her family believes that she was abducted. They believe that someone took her and they don't know where she is. Mm-hmm. The police are having a harder time with this justification because there's just no evidence yeah. that she was abducted well if um, she did get abducted it's a little bit coincidental feeling just because there's so many strange things we don't know about her intentions that night there's like undeniable mm-hmm. mystery surrounding where she was going and what she intended to do and then if you are a mystery person that's going to maybe go climb this mountain or go exploring or run away for a week and you have like this weird side plan that you it's a secret that you didn't tell anyone about and then amidst the secret plan you get abducted it it feels it's very a layered too coinc- yeah it's a, yeah. it's very coincidental so while her family does believe that she's been abducted the police disagree they just don't have any evidence they believe that she was trying to hurt herself. I think where there is some Venn diagram of their belief on this on the whole thing is that 
they think she was maybe in emotional distress, which mm-hmm. that feels pretty obvious based on sure her leaving when she was like the the drinking the erratic behavior i mean just two days before this incident she drove drunk to a hotel that she did not need to drive drunk to and jumped an embankment and and you know yeah it's just it's just not making sense um but all of this stuff is really suspicious to investigators we have a couple of updates since the incident um, in 2019, investigators searched a single family home in the area of the crash site. Um, there was some speculation that maybe someone was buried there. So they went through they they went through cement, they went through the ground. They were looking for potentially a buried body. They found a couple pieces of pottery that came up with nothing. In July 2022, there was a search of an area located um, off of Route 112. But according to the police reports, this was more of an, a part of the investigation process. It's not necessarily a search for her. So maybe they're trying to find more answers. Mm-hmm. But I hate to say a little cliffhanger, but she's still missing. Yeah. The family has never had any closure of this. And her father has even said, you know, I'm just so afraid I'm going to go to my grave and not know not what know. happened. Oh, my God. Because it's Mura. annoying for us to not know. Can you imagine it's actually it being your know. kid? What the fuck? No. I absolutely can't. I think there's, again, speculation that she, this overachieving that she was dealing with some inner turmoil or emotional stress. Um, but again, like in the articles that I read, there, it, it doesn't feel like there's like a, I don't see an inciting incident. I see like Forget an inciting incident. It's like no amount of emotional stress is going to cause you to spontaneously combust. So even if there's a suicide here, why can't we find a body? Yeah. Yeah. But even if there was a suicide, I mean, it, when you look at all this stuff in the car. That doesn't it, line up either. It, it well, it, it's again, the you don't birth pack control, it all. <laughs> it's the planned suicide. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there is, it, it, that doesn't make any sense. She takes all of the money off of her. She takes, when, when she leaves the car, her cell phone, mm-hmm. debit card and credit card, are all with her. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she didn't use any of her credit card or debit cards. They would have been able to trace that. But I just like, I'm going to go back and say what they found in her car, which they found some alcohol. Um, they found a suitcase filled with clothes, a stuffed monkey, a diamond necklace her boyfriend gave her, two textbooks, and the book Not Without Peril, an account of people who died while climbing New Hampshire, Mount Washington, bookmarked at a chapter titled A Question of Life and Death. I don't know. I did not read this chapter, but my assumption is maybe if it wasn't a suicide, maybe she was trying to stage mm. an accident, mm. perhaps. Okay. Um. Regardless, is it does sound like this is someone who was dealing with some inner turmoil that we do not know um, what happened. So, if you or anyone you know are experiencing any thoughts of um, suicide, please contact. What is the number? what is it like i was gonna off the top of the head there with that yeah that's it 988 if you or anyone you know are experiencing any thoughts of self-harm please contact 988 and get help but yeah i just had to share the story of just a missing a missing person that is a wild story i 
do not like stories without endings. Um, so I hope we figure out the ending in this lifetime. I do too. I do too. But it's also crazy to me that this happened in 2004 and the most recent update was 2022. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. Yeah. I hope she's somewhere enjoying a martini or margarita somewhere. And she said, I just couldn't take the pressure. I had to get out of there. I Maybe it's amnesia. I mean, that. I just hope she had, I just hope she was like, I'm overwhelmed. I got to go. And yeah. I hope, you know, if that's what she needed to do, I just maybe send like a little note to your family. Maybe just say, hey, sure. I'm okay. No, yeah. Don't contact me. Yep. Anyway, that's the story of Maura Marie. Thanks for listening. Guys, I really want to leave you with some good news, which is that I've had to pee for a while and I'm about to <gasps> go pee. This is thrilling. This is really thrilling. Hey, yeah. dear, dearest listeners, thank you so much. You're amazing. We love you. You we fulfill do this. us. You are our whole heart. And I think if enough of you join Patreon, I think Quinn will put her personal statement on Patreon. Um, so that's something that I don't know what the number is, but I think just letting you know that that's a possibility. That's absolutely a possibility. If enough of you join... And ask for it. I bet you'll do it. Okay. On that Don't note, make we'll see you sing. next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye.